on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. It's all about Listen up, fanboys, and the fanboy planet podcast. Is evangelical? <laughs> and his Come show. to fanboy meeting. Here. You be healed. Uh, Hallelujah. Are we going to take that again now? No. Or? Oh, okay. that's good. <laughs> Here's your host, the gym to my Tammy Faye, Derek McGaw. Oh, man, you've got too much mascara. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us comes out looking good in that one. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. This is the Fanboy Planet podcast. Thank you. And uh, to my left, of course, my fabulous announcer. Nice eyelashes, by the way. I have sinned against you, Derek. This is Lon Lopez from MoreOnLife.com. How's it going? I forgive you. And across from me, the table, moral arbiter and sound engineer. Fresh from the air-conditioned doghouse, it's Rick Brett Snyder. Hail! I'm just curious as to what the air-conditioned dog. You remember there was a big scandal that they had taken uh, they had taken money from their religion and built their dog oh, an air-conditioned right. doghouse. Oh, so you're a dog. Okay. Uh, I no, I said I was fresh from the air-conditioned doghouse because dog uh, yeah. it's hot outside today. I, it is. It is. We are, of course, podcasting from Northern California, most specifically the part that's seven, not on fire. <laughs> The part that's not yet, but, but we're burning in here. It's two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California. It's Elusive Comics and Games, and uh, you can look at us at, at elusivecomics.com. dot com. So, uh, but we are of course fanboyplanet dot com. We have a lot to talk about. We got some, you know, just kind of checking with comics. It's been a couple of big weeks for movie uh, adaptation of comics. Can being I interrupt announced. for a second? Sure. We should announce that it's episode ninety nine. I think we just did. Did we? We didn't actually say episode 99. No, but you just did. Well, it's, we could do it after just now. It's episode 99. Just now. Which, which you know what that means. It means you're Barbara Feldon's here? <laughs> yeah. What an awesome surprise guest. Yes. Hi, Barbara. Oh, she's got to go. Oh, crud. Max. That means next week is episode 100. The Centennial? The Centennial. Steve Simonetti is going to be hosting next week. And we're just going to be sitting back and drinking. Yes. That's the manager of Elusive Comics and Games, the Steve. Steve He's Simonetti. been with us for every podcast. Hi, everybody. Yeah. So you, may remember, you may remember Steve from the early days when he was always eating an egg sandwich. <laughs> and yelling across the store. There was occasionally, oh, yeah. when we were, we were podcasting from a much smaller version of this store. That's true. It was about the size of the average phone booth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we have, we have chairs. We've certainly upgraded in the 100 episodes. <laughs> we have chairs. We have chairs. And lighting. It's, it's very nice. And heat. And we're in essentially the same actual place we started out in, but now there's a whole, there's like, it took twice a deep as much breath. store. <laughs> it's like twice as much store. Really, people, in the time we've been podcasting here, you got to come down here. And Don't see take the stuff. our word for it. See it for yourself. There's even a sign outside now that'll tell you where to go. Yeah. Straight to hell. Uh, hey. Anyways, hey. what? So we're gonna talk some movies. We're gonna talk some TV. A little bit about video games. But first, we've got listener mail. Awesome. <laughs> was that a ticker tape or what? I don't know what it was. <laughs> that yeah. was a timpany? 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 What are they? A, a 
Tiffany. What, you know, Tiffany? I had all her albums. You know when? Uh, really. You know when? Uh, I think we're alone now. When Jerry Lewis would uh, always go look at the the tote board, he'd always go, "Timpani, please." What was it? Yeah. Timpani. 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 Uh, yeah, we actually have it's uh, it's on uh, paper uh, drawn in. Uh, it was actually hand delivered to letter. our mailbox. This is a letter. It's an actual a letter. letter folded and it three times. Us, and it gives us an opening topic because the week after the hundredth episode, we'll be going to a shorter, more going frequent podcast because uh, Lon and I, uh, they won't be as polished as as the work that Rick Brettschneider does. But we're going to be embedded. But our one hundred with the five oh first. Oh, Lordy, I wish that wasn't true. We're going to be bedded down with a member of the 501st. Um, we'll be at Comic-Con. Can't tell you how much I'm missing that yeah, already. Well, we, you would have gotten another hotel room. I would have. We're going to be at Comic-Con in San Diego starting Wednesday, July 23rd, and we'll be podcasting. Or as I like to call it, Final Crisis. That's how it feels, man. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's a letter. There's a letter, and it relates to the 101st episode. Dear Fanboy Planet, I'm going to Comic-Con this year. Hooray! Yay! Since it will be my first time and you guys are the experienced ones... <laughs> oh, we get these letters a lot, don't we? I was wondering if you have any tips on how I should tackle it. Oh. What to do, who to see, what to buy, how to avoid being overwhelmed by the immensity of it all. Please help this newbie wannabe fanboy, or else you'll find her lost and confused and possibly passed out on the convention floor. And that's no joke. Thanks, Stephanie Rodriguez. And then she drew, well, icons of all of us, and I, I, I'm going to work. Those are great. I'm going to be doing some sit-ups after this. but uh, She draws everything very circularly. Except for me. Except, that's true. Right. You're, you're, very, like, you're very square, rectangularly. You, sir, look like an Advil. With glasses, I do. Uh, <laughs> you two look like donuts, though. Mm, delicious donuts. donuts. We're delicious, absolutely. Uh, we're fanboyishly delicious. Well, well, she came to the right place. She did, did she not, Derek? She did. But the one I thing mean, I'm between us, we must have at least twenty comic cons, right? Oh well, we at least at least ten. Okay, yeah, probably. But uh, it's it's just survival at a con. It's really. survival at a con, and I would say the thing is how to avoid being overwhelmed by the immensity of all. Let me start. Keep your eyes closed. Yeah, really, at Comic Con, it's really hard to avoid being overwhelmed. But you know what you need to do? Just stare at a wall for a while, mm. calm down, bring bring noise canceling headphones. No, but seriously, you know. No, no. no the, can I say? To, yeah, go ahead. T- don't worry about taking it all in at once. You can't. Nor exactly. You Digest a little bit here. Admit that you're not going to see everything. Right. Create the con you want, mm-hmm. because there are Star Wars fans that could spend the entire convention. Just encountering Star Wars stuff. I mean, of course, last year, the 501st got involved in some really strange game that our own Michelle Saman actually won. He got a trip to Vegas where uh, the 501st were uh, harassing Star Wars fans in lines, and they had, like, little passes. And, you know, for him, uh, for the members of the 501st, that's what the convention was all about, being surrounded by all these people. And walking through, doing the big march oh, on the, Saturday morning. The march morning just scares me when yeah. they go up and, up and down and, you know, they do the review parade. But that's the beauty of Comic-Con. There's so many different things happening. Yeah. If you want to go for just comics, you get, if you want to go for video games, there's enough video game stuff going now, on. Are these divided be. into separate areas? No. Or are they just all They're mixed all over. up? They're all mixed up. But as far as like panels go, I mean, like on Thursday, 
Uh, first day of the official day of the convention. Wednesday night is preview night, three hours. I'd say if you can, if you have a full membership that allows you to go to preview night, go ahead, go to preview night. Now, didn't you guys last year say preview night was more packed than it was, Thursday it was? It was crazy. It was as packed as Thursday. Oh, what I'm saying what? is it's increased every year. The first year I went to preview night, it was really a preview night. You could move very freely. Around. It was great. You could step back, take pictures for the website. You know, I mean, it was really a time But to now go. they've opened it to the public, right? Uh, it was open to the public was before, oh, but okay. people just hadn't keyed into it. Mm-hmm. And they were, and now it is wild because that's like the big giveaway night. And well, the like other that. thing, too, about preview night is the and con's only to, open for three hours. Er, yeah, the floor's hours. only open, and that's the thing. There are no panels. There's nothing siphoning off people. Mm-hmm. Only place to be is on the floor. So preview night can be a little heavy, but it's a good night to scope out where the places you want to hang out at are. We didn't we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but why don't you let me be Stephanie's advocate and ask be you Stephanie's guys questions. Well, wait, I have one more suggestion, too, before okay. we go to that. Um, be prepared in the sense to do your homework, meaning uh, this, the program usually is announced online, and you can mostly... Or available online. Are available, yeah. You can mostly get all the info you need beforehand, so start so planning out your planning weekend. out your week and figuring out oh here's a panel I want to so see. Let me say the one panel you want to see Thursday twelve thirty to one thirty mm. in room seven A B. That's the uh, lovable world of Disney, right? That's, I always go uh, that every that's, year. That's William Katz. Oh, uh, great announcement! And I because if you are a fanboy planet listener. That's a panel I'll be on, so you need to be there for catastrophic comics. However, if you're a video gamer, the I, you'll have to tell me, Rick, the the guy who invented Spore and The Sims is giving yes. a speech at 11:30. Well, but no, if you're no, a video Spore, gamer, Spore, this Spore is going to be very exciting to people. So Sim, he's Sim City before The Sims as well. Yeah, so he's so he's at Comic Con. There's a lot. I mean, Thursday, I'd rather see the greatest American hero. I don't know about you guys. Thir- I, that's true, but you know, Thursday they're Spore also is gonna be an awesome there's going to there's going to be stuff for Darksiders, there's, uh, which is a video game coming from THQ with Joe Matarera. So it's the comics and games. Well, dude, there's conver- gonna, convergence. We, we let's start with some day. of the basics. Yeah, let's go. let's go with that. But so I'm just saying, let's you know, talk you, to Stephanie. For so I'm assuming there's some obvious ones like wear comfortable shoes. Absolutely. Yes. How about dress? Dress short? Are you going to be cold? Can be hot in the place? I don't think you're ever going to be cold in that place. Okay. Although there is a warning in the Comic-Con guide that if you are a registered member, it does say be prepared because sometimes those rooms get too much air conditioning. And, you know, you might want to bring like a long sleeve shirt to, you know, tuck in your okay, bag. Okay. I've always something. heard that warning. I have I never. never been in a room hmm. where I felt. Okay. Yeah, like but you're too. not a female. You're a small female. I've, this, I've seen true. a this lot true. of small females go, oh, it's cold in here. You're okay. right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. a big, heavy guy. Right. You're okay. right. So what about, uh, what, do you, what do you put in your backpack? I say, bought one bottle of water. Don't throw that bottle away. Refill it. There are, there are uh, water fountains at various space, places throughout the convention floor and up by the rooms. Uh, by, by the panel rooms, go ahead, refill. You know, but that's the that's going to be your biggest friend. I would say this too: you need to almost have two backpacks. You've got your little survival bag where you keep all your stuff, and then you're going to have another bag, swag bag, for your swag and whatever you yeah. purchase okay. and everything else. So. That's true. You got to carry a swag bag. And so, uh, like one of the things that I might guess is that if you, you're going to be getting posters or anything, you don't want to get folded up. You want to bring a tube, right? Bring a tube. Tube and another thing. Rubber bands. There's uh, a lot of freebie little posters that each little booth gives out, and you sit there and go, I don't know what to do. I swear to God, you bring a handful of rubber bands, stick it in a, a pocket somewhere, mm-hmm. pull that baby out. You can wrap those That's things up. That's a good up. point. 
And then when you stick it in the tube, it's already, you know, wrapped up and it's tight. And, you know, Back to your survival bands. Uh, you suggested before we started recording, Rick, and I think it's a good one, bring raisins, you know, gorp, trail mix, whatever. Power bars. Power bars. Things to snack on. A lot of people, you know, you see a lot of people eating out of the ca- the uh, f- concessions there at the convention floor. What do you pay for a hot dog at one of those places? About four dollars. Really? Uh, I think three seventy five. No, no, I think more? it's more expensive than that. Oh, okay. We were talking. Now it's Supercon. It was three dollars for a soda. Yeah. Mm. For a can. Ooh. And that was Supercon up here. Comic Con is far worse. So yeah, don't pay con prices. I just don't pay con prices. The yeah. big thing to remember is three blocks north. Of the convention center is a Ralph's supermarket. The, oh, the Ralph's? Now you're mocking me with my <laughs> with my article usage. I don't know what to say. Is Ralph's? I don't know. I don't want to sound like an old fuddy buddy. But there is a supermarket uh, three blocks north, and you know, reasonably priced. They're they're often very busy. A lot of people do go there for for lunch. Actually, there's uh, there's a food court. Uh, There's also, tons of stuff uh, outside the convention, but here's the thing about Comic Con: you have to leave. You have to leave. Have to leave. It's it. like here's the other thing: is you might be if you really want to see a panel, you're going to be in line for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and, and that's and, only gotten worse as the years go. Right, and, and it's one of those things where you've got to come prepared to go. Oh, there's that panel at two o'clock. I need to be there at twelve to get in line. Uh-huh. And okay, hang so out. that that leads into another one. It's like well, no, no, but I was just gonna say if you have if, you have if the you're food. prepared and you're in, you know, so then when you get in the panel, sometimes you get in the panel and go, oh, there's another panel right after this. I might as well stay here. So if you're prepared with you know a little sandwich or something or food and drink, whatever, you can just sit there and enjoy the panels yeah. if, as long as you come. It's basically like camping in a way, isn't it? You know, what I mean, if your convention is going to be about going to see a lot of movie talks and clips and things like that. You really need that survival pack because what you really need to do is go in in the morning and stay there. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. You are going to be there all day. If if there's something that you want to see that's at 4 o'clock, you may be sitting through something else. Or, you know, the other thing is, as Lon said up top, it's not, it's not resignation except mm-hmm. that you're not going to be able to see everything that you want to see. Right. And you will have a much better time. So... This is a tricky one for newbie fans. How do I approach celebrities, and what do I ask them? I mean, can I just go up to anybody and ask them for their autograph? It all depends. Most people, if you see them on the floor, aren't supposed to be there or hanging out. They're basically just being a fan like you are. My so. personal feeling is no, and that is my and that has always been my personal attitude. Because I, I mean, I've spent five years in, living in LA, going to college, and you see celebrities all the time, and really. I, I largely left them alone, mm-hmm. you know, and not and even a really appreciate your work. Kind of. it, well, it because depends. I worked at a movie theater, and if I took their ticket or they stopped by to talk to me, as some some did, you know, they started a conversation because they're waiting for me. You know, yeah. When you're on the con floor, like last year, I saw Maury Turner, the guy that had done Weep House, right in front of me was Ro- Rosario Dawson, uh-huh. and my reaction was cool, Rosario Dawson. You know, is paying a lot. You know, paying obeisance to Maury Turner, this guy who was a breakthrough cartoonist, and I was like, "Oh, that was cool for me. That was enough." And then a guy came up and said, "To said to her, can I get a picture?" And she said, "You know, I've got a booth. This is my time. Can I? Can I have?" And she was nice about it. I really, yeah. you know, and and I agree with her point. And, and and it's kind of what Lon is saying here. If they're wandering around, you know, if they're wandering on the floor. They're there as fans too. What about just snapping their picture without without asking them? I don't see anything wrong with that. Since I don't think you can do that to anybody on the floor. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. Although I think you can look in the Fanboy Planet archives and see 
Michael Chiklis looking at me like I am the biggest jerk in the world <laughs> when I snapped a picture of him talking to okay. Avi Arad. Most of the celebs, most, actually have a booth or a place they're going to they're going to have an appearance. And it's and, not like any normal con, too. It's so friggin' crowded Yeah, that if somebody is on the floor, there's 100 people around him anyway. So it's like, there's just no time. And, and, it, and it's a hard call to make. Okay. The, basic, the basic bottom line is yeah, respect. 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 Absolutely. I mean, if you have an opportunity and you go up and you handle yourself like a good person and not be a total jerk. And walk away if they and say and no. And just be, hey, thanks anyway or whatever. I'm a big yeah. fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Respect. Handle yourself in a respectful okay. way. That's all you got. More do. mundane stuff. So, I'm going to buy a lot of stuff there, right? Are you? Possibly. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming Stephanie will possibly buy some stuff or okay. anybody else. So, cash, checks, credit cards, cash. cash, cash, and and once again, going back to this Comic Con guide, hit the ATM before you get in the convention center. Yes. Convention center ATMs are going to charge more than your typical bank. And I believe in the gas lamp area and around like downtown, there's all the all your different all banks. All the banks are there. Okay. Absolutely. So, so hit your ATMs there if you, first. If you've got a convention area hotel, you've got a place near your hotel where you can go to the ATM. Cash preferably. There are some dealers that are going to that are going to be able to process credit cards, but not many. And right. checks. No uh, personal no, I checks. Do checks. No personal. Very okay. few. I've n- I have not seen a dealer. Now maybe Bud Plant will take one. I, I'm not saying that they, he would. That that's, that place would, but your bigger like something associated with the chain might. Okay. But I wouldn't count on it. Cash, cash is the way to go. Okay. What about? Um, oh, is there a coat check? No. Is there some place I can check to uh, not carry around? No. Okay. No. Also, too, don't bring. What's what's the one thing you tell you not to bring? Rolling like luggage yeah, carts. Nothing can roll. Don't uh, bring, don't be that guy. I hate that guy. I'm always tripping over your bags as we're all crowded in a row. There's always some guy who's like, "Hey, it's I'm a weird re- contradictory thing." You, you're all, we're already talking in a way that you can't anticipate really traveling lightly, mm-hmm. but you still got to travel as lightly as you can and survive. Yeah. The other thing I'd say about shopping is if you can, if you have a four day membership, the majority of your buy purchasing Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Because a lot of places will mark things down. It depends on what you're in there to buy. If you're like going to the T-shirt, the yeah, T-shirts like, are going to get marked down. But, but if older trade books and if you're buying toys, you're yeah. buying anything like that. A lot of those guys on Wait. Sunday they don't want to take that stuff back. I was right. so mad back when like snakes on the plane was the big thing. You know, the first day we're like snakes on a plane T-shirts. Oh my god! So we paid like twenty bucks for them and on Sunday. On Sunday when we went back and like oh, I wanted to get one for my nephew. Oh yeah, can we get another one? Yeah, ten bucks. I was like, what? So yeah, on Sunday they'd wow. gone down fifty percent off. It's it's true though. Like uh, though Wait I noticed last Sunday year, shop. the discounts weren't as high as they had been. But uh, you know, like two three years ago, I, I got some great deals on stuff. I on think you'll Sunday. be seeing a lot of good deals this year because the economy is. And I the, think mm-hmm. and I think maybe even everything we're saying about that, the deals might be good right up front okay. because people are trying to get rid of. Well, here's here's the switch off, the trade off on that. If there's something that's a really hot item and you really want it, you're probably going to have to pay top dollar because somebody else will. Like mm-hmm. the snakes on a plane t-shirt. Exactly. That is, well, that's the hard call. That that's was really a Comic-Con exclusive, though. So even if the movie tanked or whatever, I'll still have that. That's a yeah, collector's If you item. want a Comic-Con t-shirt, yeah. go ahead and buy it early. And the reason I say that is because they might sell out and they never do discounts. Right. They right. never have to. Right. 
But I, I've been a couple of times where they have sold out. And and and, and think about you know the design. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Sam Stephanie's father. And I want her to be I knew safe. <laughs> I want her to be safe on the floor. What kind of things does she need to watch out for? She needs to not be allowed into the convention center. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know what? There is. I haven't. Of all years I've been going, I have not really had any bad vibes. Have you noticed bad vibes I've on the floor? N- I've had bad smells. Smells, yes. It's god awful. But so I'm going to. Nobody's go, really like pushed or shut. Hey, get out! Like everybody. No, but usually, I, I, and I don't think that's all that Rick is saying because he's talking about being the father of a, of a of a, a girl, young woman. Yeah. of a young woman. I have never. Re- I've seen people be socially inept. Uh-huh. I've seen people be socially awkward. The first convention I ever went to, uh, the first Comic-Con I attended, uh, there was like this huge crowd around a booth, and I didn't know what it was. And it was all, but it was definitely my you know, people. It was, it was the awful geeks. And it was the Vampirella model had shown up. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I, it was definitely a, a moment of, wow, this is the stereotype. But they weren't ever threatening. I've never gotten the sense. And as far as I know, there have never been any cases of anybody being harassed uh, or, or anything like that. Um, however, if you were to be, heaven forbid, something like that, there are, I think the convention does a really good job of staffing with security. I wouldn't think it's going to come to that, but there are security people around or volunteers the only thing you, you gotta can talk re- to. The only thing you've got to really watch out for is like, when a booth is like giving out swag and they're just throwing T-shirts into yeah, for a crowd, physical safety there. You got to watch out for crowding. Right? Yeah, Absolutely, you just gotta you just gotta be aware. It's like anything else. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's 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 almost like going to a theme park in a way like being or in a crowd. mosh pit when they're yeah, it's it, a lot like a theme chumming. park. I mean, it's crazy. Only they let us be on the Pirates of the Caribbean ship, and that's last the whole year. thing too. You'll be in a line. Still bitter. That's the thing. You'll be in a line following like through the crowd. And whoever's at the front of this, you know, walkway will all of a sudden go, oh, it's a giant Batman. And he'll just stop to look at it. And then the whole motion yeah. of the thing just stops. And, and, say, and there and are it. certain etiquette things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, last year you had that really slow burn situation where, like, Hasbro sells things. Oh, God. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, you're remembering this. <laughs> you know why I'm mad? But you know what What makes me mad is the same. I mean, because it's the same the thing. The Destro like, I was going to buy is now worth $400. And you didn't buy it. And that lady, I was like sold out and I could not get to the front of the line. Yeah. I'm is, so is mad. That, is, that no, for, is that if you're in a long line to purchase, to have the opportunity to purchase something, as is happening a lot with these but Hasbro, Mattel. They have exclusives. They have exclusives and that kind of thing. Know what you're going to get. Decide it ahead of time so that you can help the line move at a smooth... Have your money ready. Have your money ready. Lon and I were stuck behind. Exactly. I, mean, it I was, was stuck it, behind a toy monger. It was comical when she realized she could afford you know, more or whatever mm-hmm. and was starting to realize that other people wanted this stuff. Then she kept adding to it. Mm. And it was driving Lon nuts and justifiably, I think. The you, know? ste- you could see the steam. like He was. He was like a cartoon character. And I was just there for my little, oh, what did I buy? The superhero My Little Pony. You got that little My yeah, Little Pony. Right. No, you didn't. Because, didn't you miss that? And Chuck had one for you. Uh, no, you I got, got the Polly Pockets or something. I, I got the My Little Ponies. Didn't buy the Polly Pockets. I was going to. I didn't know what, they, uh, what my I daughter had. I thought Chuck had. had something. He'd got two of something. Was Chuck R2-D2? did give me something, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. I'm sorry, Chuck. Sorry. I'm really, really sorry. What's your I, daughter? I mean, it's not like. Yeah, I, yeah, there was something, but it was like a little. It was something. It wasn't like a big purchase thing. It was one of the giveaways. Yeah. I, I guess the, the bottom line the bottom line with cr- dealing with anything is just be aware, have patience, have respect, okay. and just. 
know that it's gonna be. It's not gonna be the a big, cakewalk. The big thing with the celebrities, the talent. If you know, I mean, like create comic creators and stuff. Just remember, they're people too. Okay. Cell phones work on the floor. Some. Always carry a cell. I mean, the reception's iffy, but if you're with somebody, get the, you know everybody's got to have cell phone contact. So, for example, if she's trying to hook up with her parents later, she probably you know what you know what probably works, works better is text messaging. Yeah, I mean, even for, though for some it's probably people, more don't expensive. text me though. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, no, you know, because I think it was two years ago, uh, I had a different carrier than I have now. And I kept trying to call from the from the, the convention floor. I couldn't make any connections, but it counted the minutes. Oh, nice! And so my wife freaked out when she got the the bill. It was like five hundred dollars. Ouch! It was ridiculous. Needless to say, I'm no longer with that carrier. Yeah. Last summer, and I'll I'll, I'll say now. I mean, I have Verizon. Last summer, I had no problem. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have have a problem this year, you know. I because I understand the way cellular technology works. Sometimes it just doesn't, and it, you know I, I get that. But you know, so texting, I think Lon's probably right, is probably the safer method of communication if you have that option available to you. Okay. Plus, it's just more polite. We should wrap this up. Anything else? That, uh, deodorant, water, deodorant. What, what was that advice we got at, at Baycon? I thought was really good. So six. Two and one. Remember oh, those right, numbers? right, right. Six, two, one. S- try to get six out, at least six hours of sleep. Eat two meals and bathe at least once. Right. Uh, you know, each day. Don't mix those up. Don't because <laughs> bathing six times not going to help you if you miss the. Uh, and then you're constantly missing hours because you're always hour you're going back to the hotel to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say, as if anybody, we get these in the mail because we're registered. But at Elusive, you can come pick up Comic Con magazine. It's a freebie. At many and, comic book shops. Not, but, yeah, you know, many If you comic are in the elusive shops. area, go to elusive. Come and on. It, it actually has a really great article by... It's, a, it's called The Comic-Con Secret 40 by Tom Spurgeon. Oh, yeah. No, Tom Spurgeon wrote that independently. Okay, And they yeah, picked yeah. that up. So that's... Okay. Tom but Spurgeon's tips have been great. He also yeah. has that online. You can, yeah. You can but Google I mean, Tom Spurgeon. And, and it also just tells you... I mean, this the whole thing talks about the floor and where to park and everything. It's a, re- so it's for, a big part of being prepared. Read it right, exactly. This is something... And you, Don't get in the door and read and then crack it open. Well, the other thing is, too, is when you show up and register, you... Oh, and that's the other thing. If she She's registered online, I think, right? Yeah, you, you have to be. Yeah. So, I mean, when you go and you get your pass or whatever, they give you a bag with the full schedule, mm-hmm. and that pays, like, when you are waiting in line, and you're like, sure. God, I've got an hour to kill... Pull out that schedule, start doing your homework, mm-hmm. start looking at you know stuff, and start planning your day. They are so. almost completely sold out. They have Friday and Saturday sold out completely. They're at, I think, 80% capacity for Sunday right now. And I thought uh, by this time last year they were sold out completely. But they didn't. last year you could still buy at the door. Ah. Mm. You know, so this, is, so this is an experiment, and it's working out for them. Mm. Okay. You know? We're good. So. We hope that helps, Stephanie. It's going to be a good time. And, and all the you next other time listeners. you draw pictures of us, I look a little better, thinner. All right, so let's move on to uh, regular cup. Let's move on to the next realm of enlightenment. enlightenment. Indeed, here we go. We are crossing the ether, and we are hearing Mr. Rick Brettschneider. Are you there, Rick? I'm here. Have you read any comics lately? Yes. What have you read, Rick? It's like he's here in the room. <laughs> What did I read last night? I see a ghostly hand on the on the sound. Well, since today is New Comic Day, we just got our comic. I haven't read anything today. Well, okay. Uh, I all I read today was oh, Booster Gold One Million, which oh. uh, 
was really cool. Okay. Really That's cool. That's a one-shot. Well, it's it's really it's in between 10 and 11. Of Is it in gold. continuity? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's only it's only very briefly tied into that long-ago bit about when it was DC 1 million and Grant Morrison event. Right, right, right. Uh, and it introduces the, the, um, the future version, uh, Peter Platinum. Of Peter Look. Platinum, you oh, say? Oh, there we go. We're going into the Twilight Zone. I'm g- it's like weird, unintended theme music. <laughs> Turn the thing off. Well, that and was funny when you said Peter Platinum one. He has a theme song. Really? Uh, but uh, but I really, it's also Jeff John's last, I, I believe it's Jeff John's last issue on Booster Gold. And it wraps up that all that plot lines really well. And uh, I took your advice and, and read advice was that? Astonishing X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. Warren Ellis and some And I really... You know what's funny is? Wasn't Warren... Warren Ellis is writing Thunderbolts, too, right? Yes. I like Warren Ellis. One thing that... What Wa- a great writer. One thing that Warren Ellis is able to do with Marvel books, and mm-hmm. I'm not the first person to make this observation, so I'm not claiming originality, uh-huh. but you read Thunderbolts, and even though there are references to other things in Marvel continuity... Those things don't matter. Mm. The Thunderbolt storyline, whatever there, the Astonishing X-Men storyline so far, whatever's there, it's there. Can that's exist all that's on important. its own, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know Fantastic. larger continuity. Not only did I think Warren Ellis' story on Astonishing X-Men 25 was, was just a great beginning, Simone Bianchi's layouts, his page design, was just really fascinating okay. to good. me. Some really cool ideas. You know what else I read? What else did you read? Are we just going off what we read? Or I you don't know. can because uh, the only thing I've read so far, you know, is, is like I said, Booster Gold One Million. So go ahead. I have to. Uh, I have to go back on a statement I made last week. What statement was that you're going back on? Well, see, my statement was Mark Miller must be stopped. You actually made the statement Mark Miller must die. And um, okay, no, but uh, after I went on ripping Mark Miller. I ended up picking up a book called well, yes. Old Man Logan. And I like it. Who wrote that one? Mark Miller and Steve McNiven, the same guys who did Civil War, Civil War which I hated. And uh, I actually found it a really good read. And uh, there were parts I did not like, but overall I was like, dang it, I want to read the rest of this story. So, uh, you know... Mark Miller does. I mean, granted, I I know that it's probably going to get worse, and I'm going to hate it because I think we. I ended up liking the first issue of Kick Ass. Maybe I'm not sure. You but were. I think you were very pro Kick Ass. Yeah, the, the first, first issue. issue you were. And up then on. it, you know, stabbed me in the heart. But um, it literally. Yeah, but uh, so we'll see where Old Man Logan goes. The premise is. My only problem was that his his sidekick in this little adventure is a blind Hawkeye. Yeah, we talked about that, though, didn't we? Yeah, but not on the air. Not on the air. So, it was last night when we, that's you know, right. in the rehearsal for the podcast. That's yeah. true. Dress rehearsal. And I, I was kind of bummed at that. There was no music, but... Just because I thought as a plot point, it's kind of like, hey, let's make the guy who needs his sight, you know, as an archer... To be blind. <laughs> but as we pointed out, that was a callback to a prior... The, the last the Avengers end. story. But it's also a good change of pace for Logan, because usually his sidekicks are teen girls. That's true. true. That's true. True. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It, the art was awesome. Fantastic. Set up an interesting premise, and now I'm hooked, so I'm going to read it. Okay. okay. It's good that you're able to be... A bigger man. You know what? As as a critiquer Especially of the arts, last night's dinner that was. I'm oh a bigger my, man. Oh my god! 
I was in I was in pain last night. Anyways, um, mm. no, I mean heartburn. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh, no, but as as a as a as a critiquer of art, do we call this art? Mm. Um, you, you have to be able to give and take. You know, it's like and and I don't judge a person by. You know, I judge him on each individual effort. Effort instead of his entire body of work. If he puts out something good, right, I will comment that it's good. If he well, puts right. out something I, mean, like I don't we, like, I will say I don't like it. Okay. It's like I've said that about like like right now. Matt Fraction has not yet written something that. So I So you never not say liked. something like because of this last thing, he must be stopped. Um. Right. We'd never say never that. Never say that. Never happened. Right. No. 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 Why I would. I sus- why do I? If there was a handful just, of things that just now. Uh, edited in in post production where we haven't heard it is Lon Lopez saying Mark Miller must be stopped. <laughs> well, then can you edit after that him saying Mark Miller no, must, must die? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will never say that again. But I admit I've said that that was hyperbole. <laughs> I was exaggerating for comedic and effect. And drink. Okay. Uh, what's next? what? No. That's some part of the drinking game. Go. Yeah, just uh, uh, so uh, what I, we didn't quite notice, and I still don't. It's still still too soon to like judge the work. But James Robinson, who of course wrote the Starman epic, uh, and apparently I'm the only person at this table who uh, read it. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I was looking for the trades. They're not out there. The trades aren't. That's why they, because they're Over redoing there? and they're doing they're doing hardbacks. No, oh. they're you know because DC's re. Oh, uh, they're doing training absolutes. Them, absolutes. I don't think they're absolutes. I think they're more like because they're like archive quality. Oh, okay. Um, and they're coming. I think starting in September. And uh, so, you know, Starman was was a great great book. Uh, James Robinson wrote in the wake of Fifty Two, I think, uh, a run on Batman that explained kind of the revelation of Two Face. And while I was disappointed that that was what happened with it, it was still well done. And uh, he wrote the film version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Don't hold that against him. He certainly had a lot of studio notes he had to deal with. Uh, but he started. That back, was a stinker. But he also um, launched J- the Justice Society of America with Jeff Johns originally, and uh, Hawkman. With uh, with Jeff Johns when Hawkman was a really good title, so um, he's on Superman, Jeff Johns is on Action, and they're kind of treating sort of that 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 Superman is now kind of you know a twice monthly book again or intertwined. They're not going. I think they're telling separate storylines, but but what happens you know it clearly so affects you just buy, the action. You, you just another. read one line and get a that's story. The, that's the promise. But when you've got a writer. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the intent is that we'll be sucked into both. How do you I always love the fact that Superman was one of those books where they had the the different series running, and each series had its own numbering, but then they had a triangle on the book, on the cover, I to tell you what confusing. number it was in the sequence across the months. So yeah. you wouldn't read them out of order. It's like, just do one God. And then book. and then they didn't, you know, they and, and those didn't make sense. And it's what I'm enjoying about Spider-Man right now. Is... It's it's one, like like one writer working on six issues, yeah, coming out essentially weekly. And I don't have to like guess what book I'm supposed to read next. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see how they go. Both the most recent action and the and the re- most recent Superman, the Jeff Johns and, and James Robinson, kind of were setting status quos. In action, they set up a a, a new version that's an old version of Brainiac that I'm not entirely sold on because hmm. they haven't fully explained then what about the most 
the other recent versions of Brainiac we've been seeing. How does this all jive? How can we be going back to this idea again? Of course, you've got this final crisis coming. Who the hell knows? Like, there's a Brainiac crisis coming. Well, so many. Uh, and then the Superman, is- uh, Superman issue has, like, Superman and Green Lantern playing with crypto in space. And so that Grant Morrison to say he's bringing back all the super animals in in uh, Final Crisis. Oh, good heavens! I haven't heard that. I, I listened to a podcast that DC Comics put out uh, where he was talking about Final Crisis, and he did mention that everybody, yeah, Streaky everyone, the Super Cat is coming. Not back. Galabo or Lipo, Prody. Not yeah, not Prody. Beppo. Not Be- Beppo the Super Monkey. Uh, Beppo, I think uh, he didn't mention it. He just said all the super animals. It's Beppo, Streaky, Comet, Crypto, and Prody. Yeah, maybe not Prody. Because Prody's from the 31st century. It wouldn't make sense now. But the others are all 20th century Silver Age characters. Yeah. It just won't be the Legion of Super Pets without Beppo, the super monkey. I, I, yeah. You need Beppo. You got to have Beppo. So that's really important. better with monkeys. Everything. They're, they're like cheese. And, uh, yeah, so we got James Robinson back on. I don't know how, how excited people are. It, I thought they were interesting starts. And yet... As a lot of people have noted, how many starts have we had to Superman, Batman, whatever, in the last two years? And so we'll see. But people pay attention. It might be it might be a run that people are going to be talking about in the, in the near future. I don't know how important it is, but I picked it up and went, oh. Speaking of another Batman start, Batman R.I.P., anybody caught up on that? Nope. That's a negatory. A negatory. I was right. waiting for you or Goodson to talk about it. <laughs> it's still not – it's making more sense. The man worships Batman. Grant Morrison? No. Goodson. Michael Goodson? Yes, yeah. he does. He has a shrine to Batman. That's true. Yeah. Yes, he. Yes. Yes. It's awkward. He's a bat theist. Uh, so, um, yeah. But yeah, I know he hasn't hasn't read it. But but Grant Morrison is weaving in all those wacky '50s and '60s Batman comics in there and making them all make sense. Sort of. I'm still not sold, but at least he has been true to his word that despite what DC tells you with an RIP checklist of all the books you need to buy, you really only need to be buying Batman. And I do appreciate that. The story is, as much of it that does make sense, is told internally in the Batman title. How many issues has it been? Uh, it's been three so far. Okay. Unlike Secret Invasion. Right. So let's talk about that. Secret Invasion. For me, the real heart of Secret Invasion has been in Mighty Avengers and New Avengers. Yeah. Because that's where all the backstory and like real meat of the thing. Oh, and Avengers and Initiative, Marvel. that last Avengers Initiative with 3D Man, that was great. Kick ass. Not to be confused with Mark Miller's book. Kick, Kick ass. 3D ass. It was that good. Okay. So, but I mean, it was one of those things where it's like I, you know, you finally get to see a hero. Uh, sure. Taking a character that people would have written off as lame, right? Making him absolutely crucial and believably. So right, which and is it's what one the initiative should have been doing from the first place, focusing on those lesser heroes. But that's what them. a great story does. It <coughs> yeah. takes a character, takes a small character, like three D Man. He's a laughable character. He wears red and green jumpsuit. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you make him part of the story where he's the only one that can see the scrolls, and all of a sudden he becomes the most important character in the whole story. So. And that's not even a retcon. That was always his ability. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... But, see, that's a pretty cool thing for a writer to find and put into their story and make... You know, that's just a gem. You know what I mean? When you well, find that. Well, and that's that, what so. made 52 work. Yeah, yeah. Focusing on those characters that nobody thought you'd care about, and suddenly, boom, you did. Right. Uh, so, okay, I think that's right now. That's kind of the comic. <laughs> All right. 
But let's turn to movies because uh, two interesting properties got picked up for movie adaptations in the last week. I'm sure more that we just haven't heard about. But these are the ones that uh, caught my eye. <clears throat> the Goon, one of my favorite Dark Horse books. Uh, meaning from Dark Horse Comics, not a Dark Horse book. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean like a book about a dark horse. <laughs> no, no. It's like a comic f- company like the Black named Stallion dark horse. or something. Thank you for the lawn sequitur. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Eric Powell's The Goon, which is kind of this weird uh, story about a mob enforcer who is in a small town, uh, and he is descended from carny folk, and he fights zombies that come out of the swamp. It almost defies description. It's funny. It's irreverent. It's wrong more often than not. It's uh, creepy. It's creepy, and it has turned really dark. And David Fincher, who uh, did Fight Club and Alien 3, uh, Panic Room, uh, uh, Zodiac, I guess. Yeah, Zodiac. Um, so a really stylistic director who has an affinity for kind of darker Darkness. material, but still giving you hope through it. Uh, he has agreed to produce uh, The Goon and is going to do it as an animated film. Because it's really hard to imagine taking the the stylization of those characters and making them live action. I no, just, you you couldn't do it, not yeah. without really, 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 really being creepy. Yeah, Tim yeah. Burton. Tim Burton doubled. might have a show. Yeah, no, it's still it would just be yeah. and Tim Burton would animate it. You know, so I mean, yeah. it's it's got to be it's got to be an animated film. So no word on exactly how. You know, I, I think it's still in pre production, but I'm really hoping that that one comes to fruition. A really good choice. One that's waited a long time, and I think probably flirted more than once with a production, an adaptation of something like that is Richard and Wendy Peenies, or Wendy and Richard Peenies, really. Stop snickering. Uh, ElfQuest. Yeah, I think, there, I think there was an animated treatment of this at one point. Yeah. It was I, like a, um, they were trying to sell it. Yeah, and what I'm not sure is if ElfQuest, is, if they want to do that as an animated now or, uh, or if they're going to try for a live action. Oh, I hope it would just be animated. For the benefit of us born in the 70s, could you explain what ElfQuest is? They're elves. On a quest. quest. Um, do you want it spoiled? Do you want it the Rick, basic no, why don't you take this? Wait, what was the... Uh, wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. This is like a total trivia question. The Marvel imprint, it came out on... Epic. Damn, I said don't tell me. Yes. That was Thank it? You. Yeah, I couldn't remember <laughs> the title of the imprint, so... Okay. Oh, well, Epic Comics, right. Yes. right. And but before that, it was Warp Comics. Right. Mm. And it was the same. Now, Warp Comics also produced. Uh, there was another book that they did. Uh, yeah, but I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Uh, yeah. Warp and Apple Comics, I think. Is it Warp Apple Comics? Because they had the Dracula versus Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, but they Warp Comics initially had two books, and ElfQuest is the one that took off. It's Re- Wendy and Richard Pinney. Wendy did the art, mm-hmm. and the storyline is basically it's it starts off with this group of elfish people, and they they are uh, they are basically living in the woods and communing with the woods. They ride on the backs of wolves. They hunt. They but isn't it for- essentially a sword and sorcery kind of story? No, not really. You'd uh, think. It's, You'd think. That's when I'm looking at the artwork. It's mm. mostly. That's a, what I'm letting Rick describe it because you know you could certainly make some judgments from outside, not knowing anything, just looking at the pictures. What happens is there is a fire in their in their forest that humans uh, kind of come into play, and they're forced out of their out of their home. Their home is destroyed. And basically, there are legends, or they follow tracks, and they find other bands of elves. Now, the elves have 
somewhat telekinetic, telepathic powers varied among them, and they come across other elves that are have been they've been separated from for a long time, and they've evolved slightly differently in different areas. Well, I'd, different, I'd even say this is it's actually science fiction. It seems it's like definitely it's fantasy, science fiction, but it's science fiction. Do you want to spoil it? No, okay. no, I want to wait for the movie. Yeah. So it's it's but it's it is an epic story because it it goes across generations. Ah. The ElfQuest stories start with the main characters, and then later stories are their descendants. There was even a flirtation of ElfQuest in the future, um, where you know it was far in the future where technology was involved now, but it was basically the same race. Um, I don't think that book went anywhere. So you're um, saying that they live in they live in a world. A world that's changing, a changing you world. Are reaching <laughs> really, really far for this. What? And tell, and and right now, even if anyone, you know, you're the one most amused by it. I know. That's yeah. all I do it for. I know. Yeah. That's but great. Uh, <laughs> like I said, the, the Wendy Penny's art is very nice. It's very nice, highly detailed. The books were originally, the first book was actually in a very bizarre dot matrix style color. And then everything after that was in black and white until they did the uh, the collections, and then they recolored them, and they've been redone a couple of times since then, to the point where the the trades you can get now you can't get all of them. Some of them are very rare. Some of the smaller story runs. So will it make a good movie? Yeah, I think it will. I think it, right. I think they could uh, they could easily take the main storyline from the original run and, and make a very and good I think, movie. And out this of it. is my this is admittedly a prejudice I have about it. You it hate is, elves, don't you? No, I don't. You sick bastard! I, I, you're elvish, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm one eighteenth elvish. No, okay? I think that, I think that a lot of the readership of ElfQuest is female. And so I think because there's definitely a lot of romance because they all look like Orlando Bloom, right? Uh, something no, like all that. the all the all the male elves are basic. Well, most of the male elves have like plunging necklines, if not uh, shirtless with vests. That yeah, are open and sign stuff. me up. And they're Washboard all and they're abs. all just fantastic tender lovers. Mm. And uh, I want to go on an elf quest myself. Well, let's be honest. The the female elves are pretty hot too. So I'll be honest about that. Yes, but the readership is largely is largely female, and I think it could be a way. And there was a whole series about um, a polyamorous elf uh, elf clan as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but I think it's a way to get the get the uh, kind of get women into seeing a big fantasy. Although actually, they have. I mean, that's one of the things Hollywood is being driven crazy by is that men will not go to what are Received as women's films, but women will go to. What are you talking about? We went and saw Maid of Honor. No, we did not. Oh, was that, was that a different guy? It was oh, Rick. Sorry, yeah. I Rick saw to Sex, Sex in, in the City. city. Mm-hmm. Friend. Mm-hmm. But we did not go. It's just Rick. Uh, so it's not that we'd be opposed to going. I mean, we're comfortable with who we are. Sure. Are we, but have we gone yet? No. 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 It's, it's, and it's because we're busy. We were busy right. I, I, reading I, comics. I, I was busy this week. I saw Hellboy too. I liked it. I didn't like it quite as much as I was hoping I was going to. Bummer. But I do think it was a strong... Better than the first? I I definitely feel that Guillermo del Toro had a lot more freedom. Guillermo. And a lot more more budget. And I think he's an amazingly inventive uh, filmmaker. Definitely his visuals are astounding. I'm not so sure, despite what a lot of the cast have said in... um, Interviews recently. I don't think he's much of an actor's director. Yeah. I because I do. I I, I felt like 
the they were directing themselves. They were kind of just over the top. Mm. They were uh, and nobody's reining them in. No one was really reining them in. Like I, re- uh, Doug Jones gets to voice Abe Sapien as well as be the body, whereas in the first film it was David right. Hyde Pierce did the voice. And I think that kind of made Doug Jones almost more self-consciously quirky in the movements of Abe and in a way that didn't bother me in the first film, but now that he's doing the full thing, it's like he's telegraphing everything he says with the bot with a body movement, and it's like, oh. <laughs> he's like <laughs> acting to his voice acting? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Uh, and, Should have and, got Lawrence Fishburne. And it was rather sitcom-y until it, it kind of it took about halfway through the movie before the BPRD side of things really kind of stabilized out into getting the sense of humor and getting a good rhythm of it. Um, but what will mass audiences think? I think they'll find it fun. One, the, I don't know what, what you'd really call it, the fairy kingdom or whatever, the people that are the villains of the, the piece. The elf quests? The elves oh, okay. uh, and trolls and goblins and all that that are massing. It, it's uh, it's kind of hard to argue when you think about it what their problems are. They're right. And, uh, you know, so, and, but that world is so fully developed and so imaginative. And, and it's like, I really, you know. You wanted the bad guys to win. I, I, you kind of do in mm. some ways. In fact, the guy that's playing the elf prince, Nuadu or something like that, I was really stunned because I thought, wow, this guy, I don't know who this guy is. I thought it was Tom Cruise. He's really good. He's really good. No, he was from a boy band in what? England. Bros? B-R-O-S? Bros. It was like bros. No, 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 no. It's not bros. I know it's not. It was called bros. That's how they pronounce it in England. And uh, what do they know? You can't say bros before Haas. I know you can't. But <laughs> it was. Work. It wasn't bros. Oh, it, was, okay. it was bros. Is what they okay. uh, how it was. Pronounced. That should be the title. <laughs> <laughs> bros before Haas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, which was a boy band that never made it over here, so nobody ever. And I thought it was like you were watching almost like a test run for Elric. Because the character is uh, yeah. very much like it Elric. Is, it, that's exa- when the first time I saw that, like he's one of the first characters on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I thought, Elric, they're doing an Elric movie. Who's Elric? Michael Moorcock, uh, oh, yeah. oh. Sword and Sorcery. So I, I liked that. It, and it was just, and, and it's, again, st- very stylish. There's a thing where they tell the, the legend of the Golden Army in a, you know, in a way that's sort of like, because they flash back to Hellboy in 1955 as a kid. And so, like his conception of how the story was told, is it's really creative. It's a, it's. A, Do it's they a, tell the story of the golden shower? And it's a very creative <laughs> movie. It, it had some. My brother went with me, and he made some comments about some of the editing things that I don't really necessarily notice myself. Yeah. But he thought the editing was a little choppy. Okay, would you see it again in a the theater? I think I, I saw it in a the theater once, but would I, I, I would again? see it again. I would okay. see I, I would see it again. Okay. Would you see it again I, just, I just really thought from the from the trailers, I got very excited. I was, I was going to really have a good time with this movie. I did have a good time. I didn't have as good you were a time. Totally blown away. It wasn't as blown away. as And it was that's really the way it be. really does in the trailer look like you're going to be totally blown away by yeah. this movie. But see, I had the same problem with the first Hellboy. I remember going, "That looks awesome," and then sitting down and watching it, going, "Huh." Does it slow down with the BPRD stuff then? I felt that it did okay. because it, it, that becomes like a sitcom. You've had some time pass. It's beginning with everybody in a state of. You know, sitcom crisis, basically. Yeah, I think Liz and Hellboy are fighting. There's actually something that none of these comic stories have been courageous enough to do, which is to just drop you into the story after it's already started. You know, don't yeah. do all the all the um, exposition. Just drop you into the story, 
that maybe you don't know why they're there. They're just into it, and mm -hmm. you don't have to introduce, oh, here's all the administrative staff of the BPRD, because that's not great. No one came to the movie to see that stuff. Right. They came to see... It, it, it's also clear... Is Rupert back or no? Who is Rupert, the little uh, human guy? The human guy from the first one? No, they, they, they have a line of dialogue explaining that, uh, and okay. he's gone. Good. But... Uh, it's also clear that Guillermo del Toro would like to be able to make one more. Hmm. And I've had it in a couple of days since seeing it. I kind of make this adjustment and go, you know, it is a movie version, and it's not the comic book. And it's definitely go it's got a – there's only one way for this story to really go in a way – something that was, ref that was clearly a plot point in the first one. Yeah. And, and it's clearly like it's hanging over everybody in the second one. So if there's a third, there's only it's going to be called Hellboy Three. Hellboy back. goes to hell. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only w place left for it to go. Yeah, you need to make your one last statement though about one of the more subtle performances. Oh in the yes, movie. Uh, you know uh, Seth MacFarlane, it, the guy. Who you mean the Peter Griffith from who, Family Guy, the creator of the <laughs> Family Guy, is uh, is, uh, is Johann Krauss. Cool. And actually, I thought he. And this is one of my weird things about it. Krauss is the guy in the, the ectoplasmic the, man who's the in the suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, and you can't see him, but he, so he's just doing the voice. And I, I thought he was one of the subtler actors in there, and I thought that's one of my problems. That's amazing, was it? But it's 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 a backhanded insult, uh, or for forehanded insult, because I I do think also that he was trying to be tone it down. He has a German accent. He's definitely being, you know, the kind of the stereotypical German, but he is not trying to be cartoony. Mm -hmm. he, you know, definitely trying to, you know, I think this is probably his chance, you know, his big chance to kind of prove himself as something other than Peter that Griffin. family guy yeah. guy, you know, and all the, I mean, he does a lot of voices on that show yeah. and on American Dad. So did Johan Krauss go, giggity? No. Oh, well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go on to television. Um, a, a news of a show that is coming, Showtime bought, the rights to a Vertigo book, yeah. TM. The Exterminators. Anybody uh, read that besides me? Nope. Is that where they fight giant rats and roaches and stuff? You're just spitballing this, but you're actually not far off. <laughs> yeah, it's about an ex- I read it. Did you? No. I didn't think so. Okay. It's about an ex-con who goes to work for an ex exterminating company. Because it's like his father-in-law is a pres president there or something. I think it's Uncle Tony. Uh, no. Okay. If you haven't read it, <laughs> better to be thought a fool than uh, to open your mouth and prove it. No, I'd uh, rather all die. I, I like to <laughs> be a fuel okay. fool. Uh, he charming goes, to chicks. He goes to work for this company, and they're like they're using an experimental bug spray, and there's clearly a conspiracy behind that. At, like the bug spray is actually mutating some of the cockroaches, so you think it, uh, at one level it becomes this like war, but they're actually creating stronger bugs. They're creating stronger, and there's in some intelligence growing, and then it gets mystical. This ties into ancient Egypt and Catholic schoolgirls, and it becomes very. And I'm not exaggerating any element of it. You should read this book. Is uh, it good? It's it's actually really good. Hmm. It, Traded? Has it been collected? a couple? A couple of of trades have come out. I think it would make it an ongoing series, or was it, it close-ended? I think it's one of the the Vertigo hallmark of that there is an end in sight. There's clearly there's a sense that the writers do know the writer knows exactly where he's going with it. Uh -huh. It may take, but they're making a movie issues. of just the first part of a it? series. They're making a series. Oh, 
So Showtime's going to... Oh, Showtime, like, yeah, okay, so they're going to do something like Deadwood or you yeah. know, an ongoing thing. Yeah. Cool. And it's so just... Live a, action? It could be a live action, you know, and it could be like, a, you know, 10 episodes, one season, and, you know, just a couple seasons of telling this, this long conspiracy about exterminators. And it's actually far more interesting than you might think it is from that title. So I'm, I kind of think this is would be an interesting... Uh, something to watch for. An, an interesting show to watch Keep for. Keep an eye out for it. We notice that next Monday, I believe, is July 14th, Heroes starts little webisodes, which Lon does not seem impressed by <laughs> the trailer that goes. Go ahead. What? Oh, the trailer looked like caca. But uh, the main guy is uh, basically, and, and what did we talk about Heroes before? Heroes essentially rips off every other comic and basically... Sure. So their main character in this webisode is essentially the Black Canary. Or Tyrock. Or Tyrock with sonic powers. And another thing Heroes does is they put everybody in uniforms one way or another. And this guy just happens to be a postal service worker who I'm sure will be referred to as Mailman afterwards. So looks kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes they're run or webisodes they're running, short little things, to get everybody excited about the September debut of the third season. That, and then I noticed, you know, like how Chuck, as Steve Simonetti was saying here, he was he was caught by a surprise. He didn't and know how many episodes one. of how many issues, uh, copies of Chuck to order. But I think because of the writer strike, because these fan, uh, these shows that appeal to genre fans got truncated. Everything was short. You only got 13 episodes of Chuck. You only got 13 episodes of Heroes. I don't think you even got 13. Was it only like 8? It was, it was really short. That they're, that they're working hard right now to give us a little extra, uh, you know, a, a little extra something to uh, get You know back what, th- those webisodes didn't look produced by the people who did Heroes. It looked like the like second unit is now well producing. probably was all right yeah. probably done and so that that character will then probably well, show say, up. You could say the same thing about the web episodes for Battlestar Galactica. No, those were done really, really well. They weren't done to the same quality as the show. Did you watch the one where he's shooting the Cylon and falling? I did in watch it? that one. That was a good scene. No, overall, I'm just saying those things were. I don't know. I thought those were produced. That was very a great well. scene. I'll give you. It was a great scene, Thank but you. it was it was overall. Did you see the heroes one? Did you see the ones about all the guys that were uh, when they were going to blow up the temple, the the uh, the religious area, and the yeah, it just wasn't. Mm, I miss one. Yeah. Did you see the heroes ones though? No, I haven't. The, no, the, 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 the two old, the old ones. There's just no, I haven't tra- seen the trailer. Just trailer. The two company men that are chasing him look like interns in suits and stuff, and it looks really bad. It okay. looks like it's shot on bad video and not you know high def or anything i don't know well just to get closure on this these these this is on the abc site nbc 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 site it's on the nbc site Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think if you go to fanboy planet i have the trailer up and i have a feeling it's going to push links to To the the webisodes to go through so you can certainly you know drive traffic to us that's fine cool Um, and we have the trailer up right now as we have the trailer up for dr horrible sing-along blog which is a joss whedon's project with nph you know, Patrick Harris as Dr. Horrible, a second-rate supervillain. Uh, I have no idea what the plot actually is. I just I just think it's funny. It looks And it crazy. does look cheap. It does look cheap, and it's really cheap that on purpose. That means it looks purpose, intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that's uh, okay. And that's supposed to launch next week, too. And you only have a, w- a certain amount of w- a window of time to watch the episodes. And I asked for the URL for that, but we're just going to say you can get it from the Fanboy Planet uh, 
I will try to find that out. It's actually Joss Whedon's own website, I think. Is but no, no, it. we have a link to yes. an article that has yes. the link. Also this Damn week, that, Rick. Batman Gotham Knight, uh, a link to Between Batman oh, Begins and... Gotham Knight. Isn't that how the song right Yeah, goes? that's it. it was tell Greece. me less, it was tell me Greece. less. Greece. Uh, a link between ba- between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. It's basically the same thing they did between the Matrix movies. Yes, the Animatrix, which turned out to be so much better than the Matrix. Yeah, sequels. we knew how much that good idea. We knew how good an idea that was, didn't we? Was Animatrix. Well, the Animatrix was really good. Was Animatrix was good, but then tying into two crappy sequels. Right, you know. but nobody knew that at the time, and I, and that's not to imply that we think that The Dark Knight is. You going have to a be really crappy. good appetizer. And then you have a bad entree. Does it mean the appetizer was any worse? Ah, good point. Yeah. But then you sit there and go, God, why did I have any of that? I should have just had appetizer. I should have just went home I with a drink. I should have had the buffalo wings and a martini. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, and say, uh, Batman Gotham Night, it's kind of, uh, kind of a mixed bag for me, I think. Uh, Goodson's not here, but he watched it, and he was, he, I, clearly his opinion last night was he felt a little disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think also the thing that we have to take into account is that he really doesn't like anime. Yeah, and he was he was objecting particularly to the personification of Bruce Wayne as this tousled hair young, or is that you? I, well, I pointed out that he agreed with me. Yeah. I mean, that, I ha- that That is the thing that I just accept watching it and went, this is the anime thing. He's tousled hair, he's young, he looks, you know, he looks a little girly. Um, but I know, but I have that problem, you know, anytime We're I watch anime. anime, you know, a lot of characters are that way. And it's just like, it's just, would it have been d- better if it was all, vision. Batman, mm-hmm. go to the cave. Uh-huh. No. Okay. There's a, look, Spritel and Jim Jim in the, <laughs> and, and there's one, Batmobile. and I can't, I can't even pretend to like have any clue who directed what and what their other credits were, you know, but there is one vision of Batman and it is the one that has the tousled hair, Bruce Wayne, where even the costume looks, it's all very ringed. Like uh-huh. you know, and it's just it just it's. Is very that the one that's on the cover? No, no, okay. no, no. I'm okay with most of the uh, of the interpretations of his costume. There. Okay, there a couple actually use um, make it look like the '60s. You know, kind of it's gray. It's got the bat, but it's definitely not the armored. You know, uh-huh. it's more of a comic book version. Cool. One is very clearly based on Michael Keaton, which I know that a couple I'm of Batman. the. A couple of the manga Batmans that have shown up have been drawn after because the the Tim Burton Batman is like really had a cultural hold in Japan. They loved that look, and that was Michael Keaton. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of artists, Japanese artists, that are drawing him like, like Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton, and so it's animated that way. It, it looks that way, but it was fine. It's great that Kevin Conroy, who voiced him through all the Batman the animated series and the Justice League series, is there to kind of be a link. Mm-hmm. You know, if you buy the two disc edition, it even includes that that animated series episode, um, Legends there, of the Dark Knight. Where there are the four kids, episodes. On there the, are four episodes on the two disc edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a great documentary on Bob Kane, which is about as fair minded as D, as a DC produced documentary about Bat, Bob Kane is going to be. There's been a lot of contro- controversy about um, the creator Batman basically stealing a lot of credit for things he didn't do. Yeah, and they acknowledge that, uh, but. But still, kind of drive forward, and, and you know, yeah. they interview Stan Lee, another guy who's often accused of taking credit for things he didn't actually do, and you pyramids. Know, and, and it, but yeah, pyramid, well, it, but Art it, to triumph. But it puts it in, you know, it kind of puts it in, ca- in a kind of perspective, you know, and so, and it was an interesting, it was an interesting documentary. So, how much is the two disc edition? I've seen, I've seen one on sale for six, like sixteen dollars. I think is that's that, the single disc is that the edition. Single edition? Uh, and the two disc edition is like is. SRP at like thirty bucks, okay. but I'm sure it's down, you know, twenty two or twenty three. You know, 
You can get it on sale this week. Two dishes. Are you, would you recommend the purchase I at think all? For fa- I think for fans, you got to get the two disc. Would I recommend the movie overall purchasing one form or the other? Yeah. Okay. I think it really does do a good job of setting Four up Four episodes some... of The Dark Knight is not a bad thing to have. I mean, yeah. it's a good series. Well, if you don't already have the... You bat- mean the animated yeah. series. Yeah, if you don't already have the animated series right. complete. Right, right, right. Volumes, yeah. And, so, and that's there. The featurettes are great. You know, and I, I've I've I thought the DC universe has done a really good job on that overall. Every one of those has had featurettes that I'm really interested in. You know, interviews with creators, and so and if you're a Batman fan, it's a buy. Pick it up, and it and it does draw a link. You can definitely see how things what what's going on in Gotham City in between movies, and I like now that. will we? Do you think we'll need to see this in order to enjoy that little? Snippet of Dark Knight better? I don't think it's going to be as bad as, like, there are characters in the Matrix that are the only an- explained in Animatrix. Animatrix, yeah. And, you know, so I don't think it's going to be that bad. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that you need to. I think if you're a fan, you want to. Yeah. And it's something to get you all excited for next week. I mean, we're all, you know, we're eight days away. Uh, oh, my God, is it that close? <laughs> Okay, let's go to games, shall we? Because I noticed this week in, in DC Comics they're releasing, uh, they have an ad for the, for the MySpace page for DC Universe Online from Sony Online. And oh, is that going to be like a World of Warcraft style yeah. DC? It's a, well, Sony a- owns, uh, what's the other one that Sony owns? It's a big one. Uh, they own EverQuest. City Heroes? I think they owned EverQuest, yeah. 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 Uh, www.myspace.com.dcuo. Huh. Insider access, private parties. Take a look. Take a look. Go ahead. Um, and I hear in this one too, the characters' breasts I don't stay the same size. It all depends on a programming error. Oh, okay. uh, and I, I still can't. You know, I, I'm interested in this game quite a bit, but I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Because if I, you know, when I, if I were in the DC uni- playing a DC universe game, I want to be one of the DC universe heroes. You don't want to have to make your own and then go. Well, it just seems you, you know, don't want to be down there going, look, Superman, Man, a non-playable yeah. oh, character. How exciting! I saw Superman. I saw Superman. Look Superman. up in the sky. This Lame. makes playing being Jimmy Olsen all oh. that much more fun. Only I'd be Jimmy Olsen three thousand or yeah. something. You know, you'd have to. Uh, so I'm gonna just wait until DC versus Mortal Kombat. Well, that'll come out first. That'll be a more I, satisfying. Which we'll try to check out at Comic Con. So there. But that'll cost a lot less and involve lots less in exactly. involvement in time. And mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We should dress up like the characters at Comic-Con. Me. You just lost me right there and when you said we, we should fight. dress up. No? Oh, we will fight? Well, you we could I? recreate the scene from Oh, okay. Mortal. Okay, that's like, different. You could be Batman, I'd be Sub-Zero, and then we just run through the con fighting each other. No! Oh, okay. See, you lost me again. I thought for a second you were going, oh, we'll like do I it for... I could throw, like, ice cubes at you. We're going to do it, like, for a video? That's funny. But to do it for... Uh, actually, on the it's con floor? It's called cosplay, Derek. I don't cosplay. Oh. I do not. That's a shame, man. Okay. What else do we have? That's all I've got this okay. week. So tell me, man. You got anything? No, I got no. nothing. I got to get going. All right. Well, certainly. Well, if you've got any comments, questions. Wait, but before we go, next week <laughs> is the Big Daddy. We got to hype it. We got to okay, tell okay. these people. Next week, episode 100. And there had better be something really cool happening next week. I'm Guest gonna, stars galore. I'm going to tell you right now. I got a line. Prizes. I got a line on a creator for a DC comic. Okay. You are so lying to me right no, now. No, 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 no. We've got the writer. 
of baggage. baggage. I knew you were going to say He's that. He's calling in next week. Dick. The writer of baggage will make an appearance next week. Okay. So mm. bring your copies, your advanced copies if you have them. Because it hasn't hit the shelves yet. So, Yeah, it's going to be a good time. But Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, Elusive Comics and Games. Mm-hmm. Get if here you, around 6. We'll be, we'll, if you are a fan. 2725 we'll, El Camino Real, Suite 104, Santa Clara. Um, Please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. Editing this is going to be like working a Rubik's Cube. What? Uh, I'm Lon Lopez, and don't forget to check out Fanboy Planet on Wikipedia. Rick, use your powers. Only for good. This week's podcast is brought to you by Baggage from DC Comics. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. <laughs> That's going to get cut out. <laughs> what? Uh, Fat boner. <laughs> And we're back. Actually, we have a link on moreonlife.com to the actual site. That's great. Well, Rick's just cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) Hey, don't blame me, man. It's Rick. Also this week. that, Rick. Those kids. I said, I am fanboy. Speaking of that, did you know that uh, Merriam-Webster... Added the word fanboy to the dictionary. No, when did they do that? Uh, when did she like do that? Recently. Did you tap that microphone? It's hyphenated. I kn- Yeah. Good. I know perfectly well. I just wanted to take it that out. there is no woman named Miriam Webster. Did you do? I yeah. Somewhere in America. Do well somewhere in America, but not the person who added fanboy to the dictionary. Also, I did a Wikipedia on the word. And uh, they gave, you know, standard definition or whatever. The Merriam-Webster definition is only one line. What is it? Geek? And it says something like, someone who is a devotee to a certain subject or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like... Otaku sounds so much better, doesn't it? What's a otaku? Otaku is the Japanese word for it. Oh, okay. But then on, on Wikipedia... Because if you are a fanboy in Japan... You're a taco. You know you. They're taco. They do, no, they that's do. in Mexico. They do use the word fanboy mm. in ja, in Japan, and is it's it someone fanboy. No, fanboy. Fanboy is someone who is fanboy. fanboy. Who is obsessed with? Uh, You're girl, a big fanboy. Girls' fanboy. white panties. Huh? Oh, okay. Is the up, uh, an upskirt fanatic is a fanboy. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Either way, the point I was trying to so make is... So that's why we're so popular in Japan. We are insane. <laughs> we have vaguely disappointed, but a large fan base in oh, Japan. It's not what I'm looking for, but it's pretty <laughs> darn good. <laughs> but it's entertaining. Yeah. Oh, hey. But uh, on, on Wikipedia, if you look up fanboy, it shows all the definitions or whatever. And then at the bottom, it says radio slash podcasts. And they had fanboy fanboy radio or whatever that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So I thought, oh, it's Wikipedia. Edit it. Why not edit it? So I didn't know how to put. We don't have an internal link, which I think we should probably create. Um, we do have a, an, an internal, internal link, link to what the podcast. No, meaning like I typed "fanboy planet" 
and nothing came oh. up on Wikipedia. Well, they've been they've been culling a lot because like my brother said, somebody set up one for my brother, an entry on him who is legitimately, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and so they erased it. When you wa- mm. when you first make an entry, you have to watch the entry mm. because there'll be discussion on it. Mm. So you might you there'll be up at the top. There's a tab that says discussion. So you have to go to that tab, and if, if they're uh-huh. attacking you on some reason, they may, they may ask for credentials or references or whatever, and that's where you have to respond to that. Otherwise, uh, okay. Well, anyways, I added an external link, which clicks back to the podcast. Now, I mean to the, to the web page. So whether or not that got edited or not, we'll have to double-check. But I figured it would be wise to create a Fanboy Planet you know, entry? Wikipedia entry. Perhaps tomorrow we could do that. Okay, that's what I'm suggesting to you. That way, it you know, dry, if it's linked to the fanboy page, if people are going, "What's a fanboy?" Wikipedia, it, you know, it'll send some traffic. This now, way. did it did it cite where the term first appeared? <sighs> yes, but I, uh, I can't remember when. They, 1806. Like, yeah, Merriam-Webster credits is like first appearance 1919, and it. Uh, Really, because the first time I ever saw it was that that uh, a Keith Giffen drawing of Lobo, because Lobo had the button banner. that said "Bite Me, Fanboy." Yeah, but it predates that. Well, I, wasn't I just that, never heard it before yeah. that. Wait, wasn't there one? They said something like there was one earlier in the '80s where, uh, or no, in the '70s, I don't know, but it's it's like John Byrne had drawn something that said something like "Bite Me, Fanboy" or something. Well, I don't know. Like so, anyways, it has the whole history on Wikipedia. Just look up "Fanboy." So. Okay. But also, got to keep that That's link. our outtake for this week. All right. Yeah, nice, clean. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, clean. All right. Well, do you have levels? Are you? I'm, I, we're, we're golden. I Everybody, we're golden. We're ready to go. Is mine okay? Hello, hello. Yours yes. sounds great. I don't really like you mine, sound but it's great. okay. Oh, it's all right. No. Hell, uh, just, if I'm right on it like that, I think I like I know, it. No, you're too loud. You overmodulate. I know, but I like. I have to. I have to like select you and say volume. I have to actually say uh, amplify eighty percent. For me? Yes, for you. Well, yeah, because every time I go, I go. I can't hear myself. I can't hear you. And you I always know, go. but you're louder than everybody else. Well, not on the not on the finished uh, you're, you're product. Not, I know because yes, Rick, Rick works hard. Oh, you mean you had to take it down eighty? I have to take it down eighty percent. Oh, I thought you had to bring it up eighty percent. No, no. Deamplify. Uh, I thought he said amplify. amplify. If you say 100%, nothing happens. If you say 120%, it goes up 20%. If you say 80%, it goes down 20%. Ah, see, clever. Yes. Point I'm trying to make is you're the loudest. You're plenty of fine. You're, you're the sandpaper. You're waking up our listeners. Uh, I'm the only reason they tune in. All right. So, no, I'm kidding. Write in to editor. <laughs> I know this is in the outtakes, but write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Nobody listens to Let's the outtakes. Let's settle this for once Unless and I'm for on. all. Having my friend Tom over and his wife, who just had a little baby, and they named her Athena. Why didn't they name her Cola? Her name is Athena Rose. I love it. Is that an awesome name? So I would have named her Gypsy Rose. My wife would never let me name a child after a Greek goddess. All right, let's get this party started. Yeah, like Are we Mosiah ready? Mosiah or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mosiah? Something sounds like a or something. cow gets or... Luke was almost Cole. I was. I, I got very close to it. To not Cole. Chance. He was almost Chance. Because my be mama cool. took one. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Mister Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I almost got Chance by. That was that was cool. Dude, 
once you hit the gas lamp, there's I know, stuff. and and the Ralphs. The Ralphs is your friend. The Ralphs. Oh, the the Ralphs market. market. Absolutely, the Ralphs. What uh, did I just sound like an old lady again? I've got to the stop Ralphs. Like, I've been to the Ralphs. The Ralphs and the Cooperstein's and could we? Could I? Could, you guys, it's a new drinking. Stop me from saying articles where they don't belong. Mm. Ralphs. Ralphs Market is your friend in San Diego. Did you take the two eighty? Why is it missing? No. No, we did not take the 280. Don't be stupid. We took... Your mother and I saw a dandy movie. saw a dandy movie. You know the one. With the guy and the gal. It's a Dana Carvey routine that I just watched over this house. Okay. I didn't... <laughs> Rick, sign off, will you? Take us out. Take us out. Stop Help it. Help me. Iceberg dead ahead! <laughs> Iceberg!